Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Wealthy Sisters Radio, the show that promotes positive people. Tune in live on Mondays at 12 noon Eastern or listen live and 24-7 at www.wealthysistersradio.com. We know you will be inspired, empowered, and informed by the incredible women featured. And now it's showtime. Ladies and gentlemen, our host, entrepreneur, author, speaker, Deborah Hardness. Well, hello, hello, and welcome to Wealthy Sisters Radio. We are sponsored by Wealthy Sisters Media Group, and you can visit us for all your branding and publishing needs at www.wealthysistersmedia.com. That's wealthysistersmedia.com. Here on Wealthy Sisters Radio, we proudly promote positive people, and our purpose is twofold. First, we love to provide you with the inspiration, encouragement, and that practical knowledge that you can apply to your life and business and have that positive impact. And second, we must edify, promote, acknowledge, and say thank you to the sisters for doing big things. I'm Deborah Hartnett, your host, broadcasting live on the Worldwide Blog Talk Network. Today is another fabulous Monday, May 6, 2013. You know this is our banner year, right? You better stand with us. We know it is. It's our banner year, and my, oh my, (laughs) how incredible it is. The time is moving so fast. I just said it was May 6. It's going at a rapid pace. I guess next week will be Christmas. What you think? But no matter what, as they say down south where I'm from, Lord willing and the creek don't rise, we'll be here next week at the same time. That's right. At the same time, Mondays at 12 noon Eastern. So thank you again for spreading the word. Well, you know, as always, I am so excited about today's show. Now, I do have a warning. Let me warn you right now. It's going to be a good one. We are going to laugh nonstop. So we call this show your laugh therapy episode. Our special guest is none other than author and comedian Sean Mason Spence. And plus we have our bonus monthly segment with our numerologist J.J. Michael. And she's going to be talking about the power of our words. Now, did you know, well, let me just let you know this. In case you didn't know, you probably have heard the scriptures that talk about laughter, but according to healthguide.org, they say laughter is a powerful antidote to stress, pain, and conflict. Nothing works faster or more dependably to bring your mind and body back into balance than a good laugh. Human lightens your burdens, inspires hope, connects you to others, and keeps you grounded, focused, and alert. So with so much power to heal and renew, the ability to laugh easily and frequently is tremendous. It's a great resource for surmounting problems, enhancing your relationships, and supporting both physical and emotional health. They say that laughter is truly um, great for your health. It relaxes the whole body. It it boosts your uh, immune systems. It triggers and releases the endorphins so that the body, which is a natural chemical for the body, to promote overall sense of well-being. And laughter protects the heart. So (laughs) get ready. We are in for a real treat. 
Marie. As I said, today we are going to laugh today with our friend, Miss Sean Mason Spence. She's a comedian, y'all, a mother of five, so you know she has to have a huge sense of humor. Not only is that she a comedian, but she's an author. She has her own radio show. She travels all over the country, and I'm telling you, the sister is bad. She has a business mindset. She worked and coached those in business uh, for organization that was funded by the SBA for over 10 years. She has her master's, so she is well, well prepared to have us laughing here today. So we're not going to hold her too much longer from you. are going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to get the laughter started with our special guest, none other than my friend, Ms. Sean Mason-Spence. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after this short break. Would you like to reach quality professionals? Expose your product and services to thousands on a monthly basis? Advertise with the Wealthy Sisters Media Group. Our packages include both on-air and website banner placement. Call our offices today at 1-800-917-9435, extension 803, or visit our website at www.wealthysisters.com to begin building your brand today. Do you find yourself overwhelmed in paperwork? Are you struggling with administrative tasks preventing you from doing what you really love? Then consider hiring a virtual assistant. Call M. Alexander and Associates Incorporated toll-free at 1-877-894-0564 or join them on the web at www.iwillassistyou.net. Well, hello, we are live back here on the Wealthy Sisters Radio. I'm Deborah Hartnett, and it's a pleasure, as always, to invite you to our stage today. We also want to thank you again for so much of your time. We appreciate you. We appreciate the downloads. Thank you for all of the words you heard. And for you letting us know what this show means to you as we continue to celebrate Yes, we wanted to our fourth season. Well, like we said, today is going to be another great one. We have none other than my friend, the uh, author, comedian, extraordinaire, mother of five. I just got to say that over and over because that's <laughs> incredible here in 2013. And she's saying we think she is, right? <laughs> no, right. I'm not, not sure. Don't, I was going to say, don't put that out there. Am I, am I on? Welcome, Sean Mason Spence to Wealthy Sisters Radio. How are you, my friend? Oh, my goodness. I am so excited. I was listening. I was like, oh, I need to meet her myself. (laughs) (laughs) I had somebody call me Steve Harvey Jr. because, you know, Steve Harvey can bring them out. So this is just that that works for me. (laughs) Yeah, that you know what you actually I am so honored. Uh, Deborah, that um, to be on Wealthy Sisters, I mean, I I have watched you and your businesses and your endeavors just flourish, have benefited from them, and I'm just I, I I'm just tickled pink. Can I say tickled pink? Do they even say that anymore, girl? When you said that about the creek don't rise, I said, you know what? If she ain't from the south, I don't know. I'm a country who girl, is. I know. You a country girl. A country girl. <laughs> that's right, that's right, girl. One day we gotta we gotta have a show and you 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 know, you dissect all the sayings like that. 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, we got a ton of them. Uh-huh. You know, my gra- I actually do Tickle Me Tuesday because that's what my grandma said. Oh, you know what? You just tickle me. You just you just tickle me. So I've been tickling people for just most of my life. <laughs> I know you have, girl. Well, you know, here at Wealthy Sisters Radio, we before we get started, we we are nosy over here, girl. We like to know where you came from because we want to make sure you know what you're talking about today, right? <laughs> right. You know what? Aren't we nosy? Well, first of all, I am currently in Baltimore, Maryland, but I always represent Detroit, Michigan. So while you a country girl, I'm a big city girl. Um, So I I really do believe that there should be churches and hair salons on every corner just because. And, um, you know, one of the things that I appreciate is that I have had many lives. And I'm so blessed because there is never an opportunity that I see that I don't think I can be a part of or that I can't take advantage of. And that has been really my, my, my blessing. I started out wanting to be a teacher and then I went to student teach. And then I said, Hmm, prison (laughs) teaching. (laughs) They were going to send you there, girl. going to be the teachers, the students, the parents. It was just too many options on choking people on a regular basis. See, you start talking about laughing, I say, oh, yeah, I've got to laugh to keep from crying, killing myself or somebody else. So I'm, a, I'm just going to be laughing. And so I, I laughed my way right out of school and went to, go, uh, went, uh, to actually go corporate work. Mm-hmm. And in corporate work, one of the things that I love, which is still my passion to this day, Deborah, is working with small business owners. Right. I didn't, I didn't, I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I didn't want to take economics 201 for the third time. Okay. Same devil. Okay. So I, I thought you had to, I thought you had to have a business degree to be an entrepreneur. Uh-huh. I, I didn't know any entrepreneurs, so that's what my daddy told me. And I took that class. I said, there has got to be another way. This class right here is killing me. And so I actually, um, I'm an English major. I speak Spanish. And I figured that I could teach and then maybe go into business later on in my life. Well, what happened was that I actually got hired by a small business owner, um, an advertising agency, and he didn't know a lot about business. Okay. I actually knew more than I thought. And whatever I didn't know, I was able to find out, research, and I was able to help him uh, sort of structure the business, organize it. Uh, my family was very organized, so I kind of took a lot of that from my, my dad. And in about a year and a half, the company had had grown, it had developed, and although I relocated, I still had such a passion for doing a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. I think with entrepreneurs, we really don't like doing the same thing every day. Right, that's true. You know, we we don't like just, you know, screw the bolt on the tire, screw the bolt on the tire for 40 years. <laughs> you know you're from you know. Detroit. Come on, you know I'm from Detroit. Come on. I'm talking about, you know, and, and again, I love everybody, but that's really what my grandfather, only with an 11th grade education, he was able to put his children in college and go to the military and things like that and, mm-hmm. and help his siblings. So I do value that, but I knew very early in my life I couldn't do that. 
I knew I couldn't just do this one thing. I, and it's not ADD or OCD, so don't y'all be calling me and saying something wrong with me. Um, but <laughs> actually, shoot, who knows? At my age, it might be now. But uh, I really knew that I wanted to be, I wanted to do a lot of things. I like to make the brochures. I like to talk to people. Um, I like numbers. I like money. And so all of those things I was able to do in that small business setting. Mm-hmm. I I said, wow, this is kind of cool. So I actually went and got a graduate degree in business and worked with small business owners. Mm-hmm. And that was really a game changer because I started talking to them about business principles, right, all of the boring things that most women don't want to deal with, right, right. Money, marketing, measuring, all those things. And I realized that so many of them had some of the basic mental blocks mm-hmm. and emotional blocks Mm-hmm. that extended outside of their entrepreneur business and actually extended into their lives. That's true. And so, you know, I got additional certification, I mean, additional classes on taking psychology and learning things about leadership to really help them in their lives as well. And so although I probably have been, tra- you know, trained as a business coach, I actually do more life coaching for mm-hmm. entrepreneurs now after 16 years of no W-2. How about mm-hmm. that? How about that? <laughs> 16 years. Yeah, so it's been it's been a great journey because I believe that entrepreneurs, creative people in general, right. that we, we are, we're the source of all things new. We're the right. source of the changes here, not just in this country, but in the world. Right. And so I, so I tell people, don't minimize your creativity. Right. That is so true. And I was thinking about, you know, as we were uh, introducing you on the show today, even I know you're going to get into the world of how you took the stage as a comedian, but even uh, as the class clown, we thought of, you know, you see that person telling jokes and, and just keeping everybody laughing, but that is so important when you see all of the research and all of the data that's mm-hmm. on, you know, like I mentioned about laughter. So never, never, ever minimize any of our gifts because they all are important and they all contribute to to what we need here in the world. So ditto to what you're saying. So true. Right. I mean, the class clown, it's, it's funny, a good friend of mine was a comedian. She was a class clown. Mm-hmm. And I was not the class clown, but I always left in uncomfortable situations. Mm-hmm. You know, I always thought about a joke. You think about it when you realize that the clothes on backwards. I'm gonna tell all of it. Can I tell yeah. all of it? You know, you you're rushing out of the house. I have sweaters inside out. I'm put on clothes backwards. Girl. I'm like, where are the pockets in my pants? Oh, you know, at this point, you can't kids, I know you have. <laughs> Walk out the house. You got a sock falling out your right. pants. I know. Come on, you. So you really have to start. You have to start laughing. I think we've gotten so. Um, Tense, so yes. stressed yes. on trying to make ends meet, trying to make the money, make the award, get the promotion. And sometimes you just have to laugh because if you did not get the results that you wanted at the time you wanted, you might not have been ready. Other parts that people don't want to address. Right, right, right. You, you probably didn't get that loan because you didn't know how to do do anything with the five thousand dollars. I'm going to give you twenty. Right. You probably need to start laughing and just work on what you did with the five until you can get <laughs> some things. And just really allow yourself to relax. Yeah. Um, comedy was therapy for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I had 
I couldn't believe that I had five kids. You, you know how you look back on something? You say, how in the world did you? Look, you got to stand could, back in the good spot again. Your phone going in and out. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Is it really? Yeah, go to stand, get back in that good spot you said you were uh-uh. in now. <laughs> See, I was I was in a good spot. I didn't even think I was going out. I'm just a talking. I'm sorry. What didn't you hear? Go ahead. You were you were talking about. You looked back over and you couldn't believe you had five children. Yeah, I, that has to be. That's how I know that God is a companion. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I do. And by the way, those of you who are listening, I actually don't. I am a clean comedian. That does not reference my shower or my hygiene. That actually references the <laughs> that. <laughs> you have to tell people that. They're like, oh, clean. I mean, clean is it? I don't use profanity. I talk about <laughs> vulgarity, you know, sex and things like that in my in my jokes. And people find that hard to believe. Well, actually, I think life is funnier than some of the other stuff that people laugh about. Right. I know. Uh, um, me having five kids, that's funny. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't even like to babysit. You know, you ever you, you, you see people, when I was a teenager, I lied on my application so I could suck fried chicken. Because I said, I can deal with greasy chicken better than I can deal with snotty nose kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, greasy chicken, snotty nose kids, I'm going to choose greasy chicken. <laughs> and you wound up with five children. <laughs> five children. Because I missed some classes in biology. I just... <laughs> I must have I must have been skipping that time or something. <laughs> something, something went wrong, huh? <laughs> something went wrong in the translation, and what made it so bad is that I had a girl and then I had a boy. And, <laughs> and so you that you had to set right there. I had to set. <laughs> I had to set right there, and I got twisted. I got twisted. I got I got hoodwinked, bamboozled. That's what I tell people. Um, <laughs> And that's what we have to, you know, I, I've heard people say, you know, there are no accidental um, right. births. They're just accidental parents. <laughs> and I was, I was really um, experimenting with my first child. Uh-huh. I, I was experimenting. I really didn't know what I was doing. Well, you know, you think about it, Sean, who really does? You know, when you think about it, they're really, we, I read all the books, what to expect, what to expect this to, and there are twos, and all of those things. And, you know, I look at my daughter now who's nine going on 99, and she'll be, Absolutely. you know, right. 10 soon. And I'm still like, okay, Am I doing this right? Is this right? I mean, what what do you know? What do you know? <laughs> it's 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 one of those things for sure. Right. Life that yeah, it, it, it re- absolutely, and it really mm-hmm. is trial by fire. That's mm-hmm. what I tell people. It's really trial by fire. And mm-hmm. if the fire is in your microwave, it's okay. I've been there too. So <laughs> you know, <it's, laughs> you can really you learn a lot about yourself mm-hmm. um, through various situations. And I know that it had to be the great. Because my daughter was easy going. Mm-hmm. I mean, chilly chill. Mm-hmm. And that son, I was at the ulcer, the therapist, the <laughs> pharmacist. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> the son oh brought a different flavor. <laughs> I was on my way to the exorcist. I was, at, I was, every, I was everywhere I could be because I couldn't imagine. I said, what is wrong with him? <laughs> well, 
was it the contrast in your daughter? You know, was it, was it because you had your daughter first? Because I, I have a friend who had a son first, and then the daughter was born, and, and that just freaked her out. Because she's like, oh, my gosh, she requires so much more <laughs> than my son. <laughs> you know what? And it, and it really is interesting. I think for me, I, I come from, I don't have any brothers. Okay. And then I had a daughter. Okay. So okay. my dad always would talk about boys are different. Boys are different. Boys are different. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whatever. That's just some macho man stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Until I had my son. <laughs> are different. They are very <laughs> different. <laughs> and so it really caused me to say, okay, so all of those things that you used to keep were neat. You know, like you said, we read all the books and everything was supposed to be in order. Uh-huh. And, you know, you, you just had everything labeled and you said, don't do that, honey. And then she didn't do it. And my right. son, when I said, don't do that, honey, he was like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> he is, he changed the game. And okay. he still is like that. He really <clears throat> does. I, I think they're really meant to challenge you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, they're, mm-hmm. they're really meant to take on the world. Mm-hmm. And, and teach us. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. and he and he taught me that if it isn't bleeding or <laughs> it's not sticking out, <laughs> it's not an emergency. <laughs> if, if the bone is not sticking out of the body, if the blood is not gushing out of an essential part of the body, it's not an emergency. <laughs> I mean, every scrape, I mean, he was looking toe up as a baby. I mean, scrape on the knee, scrape on the elbow, butt slip. <laughs> like, okay. You know, the little girl you want to keep real neat. You know, right. you know how you want, oh, sweetie, and you, you bit the hair. You know, we remember we're from that, that fried dye laid to the side, you know, blue magic. Uh, sulfur eight. You know, you have to press the baby's hair and make it real special. My son was like, "Don't even try. Don't don't even bring a cloth near my face unless it's late at night. I'm not. I'm, I'm gonna be dirty all the time. <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> Get over it. Okay. <laughs> so for everybody who's still trying to keep everything so perfect, you know, the one thing I say to people all the time: Get over it. Mm-hmm. Get over mm-hmm. it. Because For real, if, girl. <laughs> if there is nothing I've learned, okay, my son embarrassed me so much in public. At what? At what point I said, okay, this has to be this has to be filmed. It has to be filmed. I mean, I have I, I have actually a whole um, I whole have five minutes. If you know anything about comedy, what what happens as we were talking about comedy is that. I started blogging many years ago, and, and we were friends, uh, Deborah. And I, I started blogging because everybody kept asking me, "How do you do it? How do you do right. it? Right. How do you do it?" And for a long time, I said, uh, "Again, it's just trial by fire." And then I realized that so many people were asking me advice about stuff, and they actually listened, and it worked. And I said, "Maybe, you know, maybe, maybe some other people would want to know this too." And so I started just writing about these very experiences. Um, how do you how do you respond when your child asks you where babies come from? Mm-hmm. And how do you, you know, I just, some of it was general, but other things were specific. And I always found a message in it. Like you said, I always found something uh, to learn, and it really helped me grow as a parent, as a woman, as a, as a person. 
And that's really what what started this whole thing. And I realized that it was funny to me because at, I, all I could do was laugh because I couldn't do anything else. And so <laughs> they laugh to keep from crying, huh? They're right, they laugh to keep from crying. And so, so Parenting Magazine contacted me and said, "We love what you're doing. We want you to come and do work with us." And I said, "Me? <laughs> yeah, I was like, for real." I said, y'all must be desperate, because if you asking me <laughs> how to be a parent and give parenting advice, <laughs> I said, you don't want to hear what I have to say. You know, I mean, because I want to say is, you know, stop cleaning your house every single day. When you have, after, after two kids, it's, you got to go from one-on-one defense to the zone. You know what I mean? And when you're in the zone, some parts of the zone don't get taken care of. You know what I mean? If you buy the basket, you got to deal with the basket. If they're at the foul line, you got to do the foul You cannot do everything. Wow. Is that that a good segue into, you say you're going to write that book, Take Your Cape Off, Sister. What you you say it's called? Please, take your cape off, girl. (laughs) <laughs> that's really that is the book. Take your that's superwoman. I mean, children are so over scheduled, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's because as mothers we're so whack out. We don't know what to do with them. We just mm-hmm. want we we don't want we can't sit still with them. We can't take a nap with them because we're so busy trying to reach some kind of milestone. I don't know what it is anymore, Deborah. Because mm-hmm. I got over that quickly. <laughs> Quickly, I told you, my son set the tone for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know what? When they, you know, when you have those first kids, oh, I want my children to go to Harvard, and I want them right. to be the greatest. And then after that, about child number four, it went from I just want them to get out of high school <laughs> and not be on one of the J shows, Judge Judy, Joe Brown, or Jerry Springer. That's what it is. And it's like it's like it all fell down on me. I was like, you know what? My aspirations are going all the way down. <laughs> I say, oh, I can't do this. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. so. That's really what got me into comedy. I I was in the midst of writing for parenting. Um, once I stopped writing for parenting continued to seek my advice and at that time um my space was hyped in. Don't don't talk about me. But then okay. Facebook came on and people started asking me and so I did did radio. I would take some of the work that I was doing on parenting and did did radio. And as the children got older I realized that there was still more that I wanted to do because so many of my friends were stressed out. Mm-hmm. Um they were dealing with high blood pressure in the thirties. They were dealing with overweight, um, backache. I mean, all of these things that our parents, our parents were dealing with. Right. with. And you, you know, know there are a lot of people on medication today in oh. the 30s, like you say, in late 20s and early 40s that, you know, you generally would see in the latter years. Matter of fact, last week our guest, Cynthia James, she's phenomenal. Everybody go back and listen to the show. I encourage you to do that. She she talked about how today um, they say we are on this uh, this adrenaline high, you know, from the caffeine, from the stress and everything that we are, you know, with the high-pressured lifestyle that you talked about and these whatever we are striving for, these milestones and and everything that it has created just 
uh, it's wreaking havoc on our bodies. Literally, mm-hmm. it is on mm-hmm. the mind. Uh, we're not able to be focused like we need to be. We're not able to be in tune uh, mm-hmm. with our spirit like we need to be. And and then thus, you know, we have this b- burnout and stress, you know, there. And uh, yeah, you, you're you're exactly right about that. Yeah, I, I and I really felt compelled, um, mm-hmm. Deborah, after even myself um, going through panic attacks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I never, I actually thought they only happened to went to the hospital. You know what I mean? I, 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 I didn't think I, I really did. And I, I'm, and I and I really feel that culturally, in particular, with women of color, we don't talk about this ease soon mm-hmm. enough. Right. We don't talk about it until after the cancer is stage three. Right. We don't right. talk about it until the diabetes have you relying upon insulin. Mm-hmm. We don't talk about it because we're mm-hmm. so good at sweeping it under the rug. Mm-hmm. We're so good and keeping at keeping it going. And keeping it moving, mm-hmm. and keeping it moving, mm-hmm. and I'm so thankful to God that I had a couple of really key friends that said, "If you don't do anything else, if you don't make another, if you don't win another award, if you don't get another degree, if you make a, you know, move to another tax bracket, your role as a mother, your role as a sister, your role as a friend, should be enough." Mm-hmm. And that was really what jarred me. Mm. And while simultaneous with that, I had to say, how do you come out of that? When you hit rock bottom and you think it's rock bottom, because we know people who aren't here to tell their story, so we know Mm. rock bottom isn't really rock bottom. Right. But how do you come out in a way that you can inspire other people? Mm. And I've, you know, we both have been in coaching and, and self-help, and unfortunately, a lot of times it goes from self-help to shelf-help, mm. and then people don't have the opportunity to go back to reference it sometimes, or they forget that they even have the books. My God, I've, I've suggested books to friends, and they say, oh, my goodness, it's right there. I say, wow, mm. you don't even realize that it's there. You have answers right before you, mm-hmm. and we also have the Internet. We have the Internet, so we can just click, 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 mm-hmm. but we're so busy that we don't pause. And so a friend of mine said to me, she said, you really need to take this whole idea of laughing as healing as a therapy to another level. And I was like, whatever, I ain't really that funny. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is just a barbecue. This is just on the phone. I'm not really that funny. You know, and then the other thing is that people will tell you, well, you know, if you don't cuss, if you don't sex it up, you can't. And I said, well, how about this? Instead of doing it for somebody else, this is how I talk myself into it. I'm going to do it for me. Okay. It'll be one more thing that I can say, hey, I did that. Mm-hmm. And so she double-dog dare me. I don't know if you you remember that movie. I remember the double-dog. Not the double-dog dare. <laughs> she double-dog dare me. I was like, oh, for real? Y'all heard I was from Detroit. You know, you cannot punk me. What? And so, <laughs> and that's what I said. I said, okay, bet. And one of the things that I did was I did an open mic um, and for those people who might even be interested in something like this, I did an open mic. They don't cost you anything. They have them all over the country, cities mm-hmm. big and small. And just go there and they tell you, we'll give you three minutes or we'll give you five minutes. And then in some cases, it'll just be a chance for you to try it. In other cases, they have a competition. 
And so there was a competition. I was in on the stage with people half my age, and I got up there and I just did it for me. I just got up there and told my little corny stories about, um, you know, my kids on Facebook trying to go off on me and, um, <laughs> you know, um, how my son didn't want to go into the girls' bathroom because I'm a man, ma, I'm a man. You know, he was three at the time. And, um, <laughs> and people actually were, like, relating to it. And so at the time, I mean, I won the contest, and from that on, people, it kind of puts you in the database. It puts you in a circle. And then people just kind of, you know, continue to refer me. And what I find now, Deborah, is that I am doing more corporate and private events for the very reason that we're talking than any right. other time in my career. Right, because right. Because jobs are shaking people out. Right. And they want to keep the people, but they don't know what to do because guess what? You can give people a, um, a longer lunch date all you want to, but if they're worried about how to keep on if they're going to keep their house or if their kids are going to get to go to college, mm-hmm. that watch that you give them or, you know, that extra donut mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. isn't helping. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I'm able to really combine some practical coaching and life management stuff that I've learned over time with my comedy. And it's really made it, it, it it's surprising me actually a bit that I get, I mean, I've been asked to um do comedy at State Farm, insurance companies. Of course, people in sales, we know that. It's very stressful. Yeah. Um, I've been at churches because that's a whole nother story because people are like, oh, you know what, just pray about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you probably need to pray about it and get some magnesium. <laughs> like, you know, Jesus is my friend too, but you might need to go and get you a little something extra, girl. Get off the caffeine, get you some fresh fruit. <laughs> because you know what? <laughs> I pray you know, about it, but I'm still doing the stuff that's killing me. <laughs> you, you know you know what I'm saying? Right. If I'm praying about it, but I'm just going to keep, keep on feeding myself the poison, keep on feeding myself the stress, keep on, eat, you know, eating on the drama. I mean, we this reality TV situation is mind-blowing because it's not real. Right. It's incredible. I mean, I just think about the actresses who and actors who have gone and who trained and who, you know, who right. have uh, done a lot of things, and now you've got, you know, you have this whole new uh, – reality segment, but as we go, go back to what you were right, saying. Right, I was just, we'll I was just say, you know, that's right, that's a different show. We're not trying to, yeah. we're not trying to send anybody. Yeah. What, I, what, what I say to people when I talk about take your cape off, what we used to be as mothers, as women, are so different than our mothers. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had to learn to, you know, as we come upon Mother's Day, I encourage people who still have their mothers here on the earth, it's a blessing, regardless of your relationship, <clears throat> start to have some different conversations with your mother because really there's a lot of healing and a lot of freedom. When you realize that as much as you love her and you want to be a mother like her, your lives are very different. And the type of things that our children have to face and that we have to face as women is so different. Mm-hmm. And once we realize the difference, oh, you'll be able to free yourself. You'll be able to stop thinking that you guys, I work from home. My, of course, my house is going to look different than my parents' house. Right. You know right. what I mean? I got, oh, I got yeah. books. I got library. I mean, I, you have an office. Imagine how your office looks in a corporate setting. Right. And it's to your home. Right. 
you know, you like I said, I, I'm, I'm writing a book. I'm sitting, you know, I got library books stacked up here, and and I'll have papers. And I don't know about you, but I like to mind map, and I put things on the wall. So guess what? My 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 mother's house is, I mean, my parents' house is perfect. Right. <laughs> I mean, it is the dining room table is always set. And when I had kids, I wanted that so bad. Oh, and then yeah. I realized, and then I realized that them jokers would break the china. <laughs> I said, "This is not realistic." Okay, what are you saying? You know something really real there because we all have these images and these ideals of what we think our lives are going to be like, or what we want to do to emulate our parents, or what have you. Or if we didn't have the parents, sometimes it's even worse because you didn't have it. Then you might see visuals of television. Like we used to tease my older sister that said she was the um, Leave It to Beaver. You know that was her mindset. But right. it's not. It's not. Our realities are not the same. We don't live in the same circles. Uh, where everybody was around, especially where I'm from in the South, you know, mama was here and down the street next door, the families mm-hmm. lived together. It's it's totally different. It is different. So why do we continue to uh, strive for some of those things that and, and make it very hard, like you said, keeping that table set? <laughs> and, right, that, and, I mean, and you probably were stressing over that at the beginning. It's like, wait a minute, this is not. Wait a minute. You, don't, you don't understand. Safe. My mama's you gonna kill I mean? me. <laughs> I, I had a situation, and you you, yeah. you are really speaking my truth because yeah. I, I thought I was not only that I thought I was inadequate. I literally thought that I had failed at something. So mm. I'm like, oh my gosh, how in the world could I ever be successful as mm-hmm. a mother? If mm-hmm. my toilet paper roll doesn't come outward but goes toward the bottom, I mean these are the kind come of crazy things it's that real we deal good. with. How you fold the towels? Did you get the towel thing too? Yes. <laughs> this is situation. Yes. I was like, why is it that my t-shirts don't have the tags rolled up and everything's flat like my mom? I was sitting there going, this is not flat. <laughs> and that's when you know that you got to come off of the ledge. You know yeah, that's when. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> so for all of those people that are listening, put the towel down. Move away from the towel. We're going to free you today. Take your cape off because really the things that matter, and I've right. had to learn this as well, I, my mother's very firm, very distant. She's not very hands-on, mm-hmm. and it worked for her. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I actually chose to sit in the bed and have all of them in the bed while I'm reading The Wizard of Oz or while right. I'm reading The Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe. So the toilet had to wait. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. The toilet right. had to wait because I wanted to do that instead before I go to bed. I wanted right. to sit and <clears throat> and have conversations about what they were dealing with in school, what they were dealing with in life. And those are the conversations that, if you think about it, our parents didn't necessarily have with us. Mm-hmm. You know, the only thing we talked about with, with sex was, you know, keep your legs closed and, you know, you're going to hell. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean our children have to deal with so much more. <laughs> I mean, isn't that the truth? That's Girl, all that's you know. That's the truth. That's the truth. 
And no matter what you do, you're going to hell. I mean, that is the bottom line. So if you breathe, if you wink at him, if you blow a kiss from across the classroom, you're going to hell. So, you know, just, just get over it. So I always said, I said, well, dang, I'm going to go. Then I'm like, well, you know, at least, you know what I'm saying? At least let him hold my books. You know, and see, we we need to have different kind of conversations with our children. Our children are exposed to so much more. They're exposed to, I mean, just our music alone talks so much about drug culture. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I Mm -hmm. I had to research. I was like, what's a molly? I had to research this. I was like, if my my kids are learning this, I need to go research. Right. You know what I mean? We've had to go back to school. We've had to go back to school, not just traditional school, but we've had to go back to the school of life. Right. Because our parents prepared us for one world, and mm. then we inherited a very different one. A very different one, a fast-paced world. A With all of this fast-paced. that you, you know, you're trying to monitor. And uh, it was funny because I recently had to begin having those talks with my daughter. And it, it even got me... Um, I guess a few months ago, yeah, we were talking about uh, our ne- my nephew who passed away, and and uh, bless his soul, he you know he got caught up in one of those situations, and um, he was accidentally killed. And um, I said, um, I said, and she was try- just trying to remember it and going over it, and you know, I said, well, he kind of. He got he got uh, caught up and he was using drugs, so it influenced him. And she was like, uh, "Drugs? What's that?" I was like, "Wait a minute." <laughs> right, I, right. I have sheltered her, so you know. And I know, although people say, "Well, they know more than you know," but I she really didn't know what I was referring to. So I was like, "Okay, I, I was afraid then because, you know, you you try to keep that world so safe because you, I." I saw what my mother used to say, your innocence is, I want to maintain your innocence. You only have your innocence so long. And I felt that, but then at the same time, I was afraid that, oh, my goodness, what if somebody teaches her that and teaches her the wrong way or what have you? So, I, I mean, finding that balance there in this time that we're in, it, it is it is a challenge. It really is. It really is. It is, and one of the things that has also helped is, I I laugh with my children. Mm-hmm. Um, I I I say to them, um, especially my boys. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, "Look, here's the deal. We don't want any chicken heads in the gene pool. <laughs> so if a <laughs> this is how I talk about dating. So you know all that. But you shouldn't date. Now my son is 15. He's not really thinking about it. But he has a Facebook page, and I uh-huh. see the little girls popping up every now and then. So I don't have any problem with saying, hmm, who was that? Oh, okay. What well, what her grades? Who right. are her people? You know what right. I mean? Her people Why come not? from. Right, where'd right. she come from? What's she, what, what, how, how well you know her, you know? Right, right. And I, I think it really is also going to help because we're so serious. We're mm. so afraid that they're going to get in the crossfire. We're so afraid to let them go, you know. And we have to understand that as much as we want to be in control, we're not. Mm, that is true, That's why girl. Take that, take that cape off, because you can live in the best neighborhoods and mm-hmm. do the best things with your family, and mm-hmm. you can have the same situation as Trayvon Martin. Mm-hmm. That was a gated community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. a gated community. How mm-hmm. many of us grew up and said, "Ooh, I want to live over there. Right. I want to live over there." 
So you can do everything you can. You can move out to the country, right? Look at what happened in Connecticut. You can do anything that you think is the best, and you still are not in control. Right. That is true. That is true. So you have to lighten up yourself because your children are dealing with some heavy stuff, and we are too. So Mm -hmm. the last thing, like you shared in the beginning, is helping and healing everybody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's healing in the relationships. I, mm-hmm. I, I I love, um, since I turned 40, I got introduced, and of course you'll appreciate this and some of your listeners. Although I'm from Detroit, I never had a weave or a wig. Mm-hmm. And people find that hard to believe, right? <laughs> so, I mean, I'm going to tell the truth, right? People are like, oh, my goodness. You from Detroit, you'll never, you ain't have a sew-in, a glue-in, a track. You don't know what a track is, girl. They're like testing me. You know, it's like well, I'm from test. Atlanta, and I never had one, so. You see? See, so, you see, if I'm wrong with you, I'm going to help you today. I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you today. You know, you know, you get the track test. That's what my girlfriend said. Oh, you don't have a track. Come on, you know what a track is. You know what a track is. Right? I'm like, I don't know what a track is. Goodness gracious. I'm like, I, have to, I have to forfeit my black card because I don't know what a track is. Girl. So, <laughs> I have to forfeit my car because I don't you know what a track is. You got to turn it in. You know what I'm saying? See, this is what I'm saying. You got to go back to school to learn how to go to the hair salon. I a, know. You know. A 1B, a, a, a wavy kinky, a kinky curly, a 10 acre line. What like, what is that? And so I turned 40, and, my, and I wanted to do something different with my hair. My girlfriend says, you know what, why don't you just go and get a wig? And I was like, what? Yeah, this is the, I was like, what? <laughs> a wig? My grandmother wears a wig. And then all of a sudden, we're sitting there, and she's like, that's a wig. That's a wig. Telling the people, I was sitting there like, that is not a wig. That is not a wig. That does not look like my grandmother's wig, you know? And she said, you know, they do human hair wigs. And I got to tell you, I was I was floored. floored. But, but the reason why I bring that up, I mean, again, is we, we got people laughing. Hopefully they're laughing. Is that when we turn 40, something happens to, again, our, our mindset. We start to feel older. We start to see, you know, see the wrinkle around our mouths and, and see the crow's feet, and we start freaking out. And so I'm, I'm telling you, right, because, you know, anybody saying that they don't, I understand people feel like stuff don't crack. It cracks. Trust and believe that. <laughs> don't, don't, don't you dare. I use every lotion, potion, cream, magic wand. <laughs> it will crack on you if you don't take care of it. <laughs> yes, you need sunscreen, but then you're not even going to go there. Okay, so, it's a full-time job to maintain. <laughs> it's a full-time saying. job to maintain. And so when I bought that $25, never forget it, I bought a $25 wig. Um, hairstyle that I wanted, but I didn't have the nerve to cut, you know, to cut my hair. Mm-hmm. And the feeling that I got Uh-oh. was like, wow, this is not that bad. This is not the end of the world. If this is what you have to do, and I laughed at myself, girl, I put it on Facebook, I laughed, I said, look at my hat, look at my new her, you know, in, in St. Louis they call it her. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I really was, I said, wow, this is one thing that was healthy, safe, mm-hmm. and I said I would never do, right? Mm-hmm. And I turned 40 and I did it. 
And I realize that a lot of things that we say we won't do, we probably shouldn't say it. Right. It, that, because that we is have girl, that is true. Come on, we gotta, you know, let's be for real. Because if lipo was free, I'd be in line. I don't care what none of y'all say. But anyway, <laughs> if I could get a discount, if I could get a free lipo, <laughs> what you say? Suck it out right here. Come on, right here, Tommy Tuck. I'm done with the baby season. Wrap it up, okay. <laughs> so all these things that we said we would never do, right? That is true, though. That is true. And, you know, I think that's what I have learned so much about life is when you turn 40, uh, it was probably around about 38-ish, 39, when I I realized that I really didn't know much of anything. Because in your 30s, I mean, man, you're doing it. You really think you know everything. You're fully grown. Mm -hmm. You're 30 now. And, And that arrogance that you have, it's just... It's just embarrassing when I look back and think mm-hmm, over there sure and you realize at 40, you know, you really don't know everything. And life is definitely um, should not be taken so serious at all, mm-hmm. so seriously at all, because because of just what you just said, because what you think you won't do, hmm. trust and believe. You, <laughs> you just might. learn never to say never. <laughs> Never to say never, and and yes. I and I want to encourage people who have been in situations and they don't think that they can get out. And I don't care what it is, I don't care financial situations. I mean, I I, I talk to people. I say, yeah, I'm having my life cut off. As long as it's in the summer, you good. You just call it the summer sizzle, and you just you know, see, y'all just barbecue every day. That's the best kid. Oh, we barbecue, and they're like, what? Why we not? Because you know what? We barbecue in a day. It's the summer sizzle. <laughs> you can't post on the grill. Do not play with me. And so, I, <laughs> I mean, I've had to look at some things very differently. You know, yes. you no matter what it is, is that sometimes, and I'm not saying don't take care of your business. I'm not saying, but sometimes stuff catches up with you. Yeah. yeah. You know, Um you know, your car get repo, you start walking and catching the bus, you say, Yeah, I'm 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 exercising, I'm getting ready I'm for my beach body. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm <laughs> exercising. I'm just getting ready for my beach body. I mean, you know, whatever it is to be able to say, it's okay. This yeah. is not the end of you. And that's because, what I share with people. Yeah, because you know, at the end of the day, this is my, my mantra that I that I have now that uh, all is well. Everything is perfectly okay, and everything is in divine order. It really is, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think I think t- today is good for us because, for, especially for women who are, are like yourself and like myself, who've always been, oh, I got to make it happen. I got to make it happen. I'm gonna make it happen. I'm making it happen. I'm making it happen. I'm making it happen. Mm-hmm. And as we spoke uh, earlier, that making it happen, making it happen, making it happen, making it happen leads us to that burnout and that stress. And and honestly, you know, to really make that shift uh, is what we're talking about today uh, in making that shift into allowing things to flow and -hmm. allowing things to happen and to really trust, you know, our divine source. uh, Absolutely. And that's that right there, because I get to say, now, come on, guy, you created me this way, so you know I'm going to, you're telling me to trust you, but you know i got to put my hand in it because I can't sit still, you know, but uh, finding and, and, that balance. Yeah, you know, and really, 
You know, what I say to people is that um, you, God knows who you are. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, the problem is you don't know who he is. Mm. Because really, he knows your beginning and your end, author and finisher. So he started it. He's going to finish it. And so what you got to do with that whole be still for a minute. Mm Mm-hmm. And know that he is God. And even in the moment, mm-hmm. even in that, because we were ripping and, run, ripping and running, even in the moment where you're like, this is crazy, mm-hmm. he will never leave you, nor for a second. You had to learn something. I just really mm-hmm. believe that, especially because as a parent, and we refer to God as father, as a parent, you, you, you know, come on, how many times your parents told you to do something, you were like, I'm going to do it my way. Right. And then you got to come back around and say, um, Ma, I need your help, right? Right. Dad, I need your help. So it's the same thing. And God knows, you know what, Deborah, she hard-headed. Or that's Sean, she's difficult. And so there was a lot of times where, Deborah, like you said, especially in our, in our younger years, where I'm going to go and do it. I'm going to pursue. I'm going to go get this money. I'm going to go get this money. I'm going to get this money. I'm going to get this. And then when you realize that what you were in pursuit of, you didn't really need anyway. And then another level to that, like I love what you said, you know, about us not really knowing who God is, but, you know, the the, the kicker for me was really knowing who we really are, you know, mm, really knowing, right. you know, that he, of course, dwells within us and, and we are a part of him. So that gives us the power to do absolutely mm-hmm. everything that mm-hmm. uh, we've been sent here for. But, you know, when we are moving and going nonstop and stressed out and not being in tune, like you're saying, we mm. miss all of that. If we're not we, still, we miss we miss all of that. So, yeah, you, 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 you girl, you have hit it on the head for sure yeah. today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that is really about your steps being ordered. I think we say stuff, we sing certain songs, mm-hmm. but your steps really are ordered. Mm-hmm. You don't have to understand it. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the Bible, regardless of, you know, with people, I, I read a lot of different divine works. Right. But, the, you know, the Bible is the one that I follow, and the Bible says, trust in the Lord and lean not into your own understanding. Now, mm-hmm. watch that right there. That right there says, you know what, your understanding ain't going to don't Don't trust that. Trust. And what you just said, trying to figure everything out. Right, trying, trying to figure, to figure it, it out. out. And, and that's that, what right. keeps us going at that fast pace because we're trying to yeah. figure it out. <laughs> exactly. And then the rest of that scripture says, acknowledge him in mm-hmm. all your ways, mm-hmm. and he will direct your path. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's acknowledging him. See, we really think he's so super bad with our capes and our high heels on. We don't have to acknowledge him. I thank the degree that I have, and I, I thank my multiplicitous, multitasking nature. And you can't do anything without him. That's right. That's right. And when you get that, watch the power. When you get some super on your natural, watch mm-hmm. out now. Mm-hmm. And that's what people, when we get to that point, that's the reason why laughter has become such a central key to even my coaching. Now, mm-hmm. there people come to me and say, "I gotta loosen up. Mm-hmm. I gotta mm-hmm. get it together. I, I'm so I'm so stressed out because I'm so far off the mark that I thought mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I should be on." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm going to be a millionaire by the time I'm forty. I'm going to be right. married. I'm going to be 135 pounds, and I'm going to be. And you right. know, you're not there. Right. Right. 
Right. And like you said, that that Mm -hmm. lets everybody know it's okay where you are. Mm -hmm. You're fine. Mm -hmm. Drop Mm -hmm. the cape. Drop the cape. Get your laugh on. Right, drop the cape. (laughs) Get your laugh on. That's what I tell people. Get your laugh on. Well, I tell you, this time has gone by so fast, as you know. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you, this is great. I mean, uh, the lines are packed out. We appreciate you, Sean Mason Spence, for being our very special guest today. Please give everybody your website real quick and contact information so they can have you host you, have you come and, and do a, a, a stand-up for one of their outfits or what have you, or the organizations that they might be a part of. All right, absolutely. Well, again, thank you, Deborah, so much for having me. You can reach me on Facebook at Sean Mason Spence. You also can find me on Twitter at Sean, S-H-A-W-N, Connects. You can find me on Pinterest, YouTube, wherever there's a computer, I'm there. Um, <laughs> my radio show airs on Mondays from 6 to, I mean, I'm sorry, Mondays, Lord, on Wednesdays from 6 to 8 p.m. on B-L-I-S dot F-M. And you mentioned Deborah, and I got you. I got you anyway. But um, you also can um, eat eat through any of those entities, and I'll send you all of my information. All right, all right. Excellent, excellent. Well, Sean, thank you again. You are just a blessing, and I want to continually wish you the absolute best of everything great as you continue to move forward, sister. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. And as promised today, I tell you, we are just so blessed here on Wealthy Sisters Radio to have none other than our resident, I call her uh, our resident numerologist. She comes from a really great perspective on the business world and numbers. And if you missed our show with J.J. Michaels, you got to go back and listen to it. But um, we're doing a monthly segment with her, and I'm going to bring her on now. She's talking about the power of our words, the power of our words. You know, we're holistic here on Wealthy Sisters Radio. Hi, everyone. My name is J.J. Michael. I'm an author, blogger, professional numerologist, and metaphysical teacher. I've been working in the field of spiritual science for over 30 years. Today on Wealthy Sisters, I'm going to give you two powerful wealth tips based on metaphysical and spiritual principles. We're going to focus on the spoken word. The first tip. Don't use negative words when speaking about your finances or money. Stay in awareness or be mindful of what you're saying. Conversations where you innocently make negative remarks such as, I'm broke, my money is short, I'm poor, or I'll never have money, can actually inhibit or stop your flow of prosperity. Your subconscious mind hears the words broke, can, short, and never, And based on the law of attraction, which acts like a magnet, gives you exactly what you desire. Tip two, the key to opening the door to financial success is within you. You have a choice. You can continue using negative words and getting the same results, or you can change your thinking and the spoken word. Victor E. Frankel was in a concentration camp. He said, and listen closely, Everything can be taken from a man but one thing, the last of human freedoms, to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. Let me read that last few phrases again. To choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way, 
you can choose your words. Today, neuroscientists and spiritual teachers believe that the brain changes throughout our lives. Therefore, we can train the brain. We can learn how to use the right words to attract to us those things, people, and places for our prosperity. To learn more about prosperity, check out my book, Path to Truth, A Spiritual Memoir. The transcript for this segment will be posted on my blog, jjmichaelblog.blogspot.com. You can also connect with me at jjmichael.com, on Facebook, jjmichaelauthor, and on Twitter, jjmichael. Have a great day. In fact, have a great life. All right, that's none other than J.J. Michael. Thank you so much for that great tip. And I tell you, it's been a great show today. We appreciate all of our listeners. And as always, we want you to come back with us next week where we'll have another powerful show for you. And, you know, we wish you and yours the best of everything great. See you next week. This has been another episode of Wealthy Sisters Radio. Thank you for joining us. Stay tuned for another positively impacting show next week. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Wealthy Sisters and on the web at WealthySistersRadio.com. The opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect the opinions of our hosts, staff, or partners of our Wealthy Sisters Radio.